Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Holmes, CNN correspondent in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, March 10th. Joe Biden keeps confronting a good problem to have as president, a hot labor market. The more jobs added to the U.S. economy, the better it usually is for a president. But since high inflation has been a lingering problem for the U.S., the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates to get the job market to cool down. But the latest data shows the job market just won't quit. The Labor Department reports 311,000 jobs were added in February. That means the Fed may still have some work to do. Still, President Biden touted these numbers as a sign his economic plan is working. That means overall, we've created more jobs in two years than any administration has created in the first four years. And uh, I think all this matters. It's no accident. It means our, our economic plan is working. And today's job numbers is clear. Our economy is moving in the right direction. Now, this job number is not as high as January's was, when a whopping 504,000 jobs were added. But it's more than economists expected. And even though this strong labor market means workers are enjoying the best wage growth in years, that same wage growth just feeds into inflation. White House officials say they're keeping their eyes on longer-term trends over any one-month-to-month fluctuation. And even as they were rooting for a weaker jobs report than the previous months, White House officials say they could not deny that more jobs is simply a good thing. Biden also believes this progress has a lot to do with bills he passed over the last two years that he says gave families more health care coverage, tax breaks, and breathing room in their budgets. And while we still have more to do, and there may be setbacks along the way, inflation is now down 30 percent from what it was this summer. Gas prices are down more than $1.50 since their peak. At the same time, take-home pay for workers has gone up, especially for lower, and this is important in my view, especially for lower and middle-income workers. Now, it's the Labor Secretary, Marty Walsh's last day on the job. CNN asked him today how the job market keeps defying the odds. I'm not an economist, but a lot of the stress we're seeing were caused by the pandemic. So uh, the administration is working um, to bring inflationary pressures down. Businesses are still growing. We still have worker shortages, and we're seeing that the impacts of the economy are not affecting business like everyone thought it would. Uh, and hopefully, we'll continue to move forward here. These job numbers also mean the Fed could move forward with larger interest rate hikes, which mean even higher borrowing costs for people like you and me. Even before this report came out, Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated that could be the case during his two day visit on Capitol Hill this week. Take a listen to what he said during his testimony Tuesday before the Senate Banking Committee. The latest economic data have come in stronger than expected, which suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be higher than previously anticipated. If the totality of the data were to indicate that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. After those hawkish comments, it should come as no surprise that Tuesday was a terrible day for markets. During his testimony, Powell said inflation had slowed in recent months, measuring 6.4% in January after hitting a 40-year high of 9.1% in June. But Powell said one key index isn't budging, described as, quote, core services excluding housing. Powell said this category accounts for more than half of core consumer expenditures. To restore price stability, we'll need to see lower inflation in this sector, and there will very likely be some softening in the labor market conditions. This was Powell's last scheduled public appearance before March 22nd, when the Fed will release economic projections and the rate hike decision. 
During his Senate testimony, he also got into it with Senator Elizabeth Warren, a major Powell critic. Keep in mind the unemployment rate last month rose to 3.6%, and the Fed wants it to go even higher, to 4.6%. Warren claimed that 2 million people would need to lose their jobs to get it that high. If you could speak directly to the 2 million hardworking people who have decent jobs today, who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? I would explain to people more broadly that that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly. All of them, not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation. Powell also said he believes the Fed could bring down inflation without a sharp increase in unemployment, adding that some labor market tightening could occur through reductions of job openings. But Warren said the Fed's track record suggests that modest increases in unemployment would be hard to contain. So as you heard Biden say earlier, there's still more work to be done on the economy. And he warned there may be setbacks along the way. He thinks the biggest threat to the U.S. economic recovery is Republicans in Congress, who've been critical of Biden and his party for enacting policies they think are inflationary. Yesterday, Biden unveiled his budget blueprint for the year ahead. We covered a lot of it in yesterday's episode, if you haven't heard it already. But here's Biden explaining the gist of it today and why it differs from what some Republicans are proposing. And our plan is a stark contrast to the MAGA Republican plan in Congress, where they're doubling down on the same failed policies of the past. You know, it's kind of a top-down, trickle-down economics that never, ever worked. My budget reflects what we can do to lift the burden on hardworking Americans. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy bashed the proposal on Fox Business today. Anybody who's took Economy 101 would know this is the wrong approach. I don't even believe the Democrats would support this. Because why? What has American public learned? All this Democrat spending has brought us inflation. Biden's budget plan comes as lawmakers are on a deadline to raise the debt ceiling before the summer. Powell stressed the importance of that this week, saying the debt limit must be raised to avoid, quote, extraordinarily adverse damage to the global economy. But Republicans have made clear they won't raise it without spending cuts. So the road ahead is unclear. The House Freedom Caucus presented a list of demands today in order to raise the debt ceiling. Here's Congressman Scott Perry. The point is, is that this current debt crisis has been created solely by reckless Democrat policies and out-of-control spending. However, America will not default on our debts unless President Biden chooses to do so. Their proposals included ending President Joe Biden's student loan plan, rescinding all unspent COVID funds, pulling back climate spending from the Inflation Reduction Act, and adding work requirements on welfare programs. The White House said in response those proposals, quote, would bring devastating consequences to our national security, working families, and community safety, and result in zero dollars in deficit reduction. So, as we said, the future right now is unclear. Now, that's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs>